0: Hey, welcome back to Radio 1 Chicago on Weekend Gabe. Hanging out with Alex. Uh, we're holding down your Thursday night here on Radio One Chicago on WLUW and streaming live on WLUW.org. Don't forget to follow us all over the social medias at Radio One Chicago and at Radio1Chicago.com. Joining us now, an icon in the flesh, and I'm very excited to have you joining joining us, screaming Rachel Kane, the president of Tracks Records, the queen of house music. She joins us live here on 887 FM. Good evening. How are you?
1: I am great, and I am so excited to be here with you because it's so great to be home. Really? You so know, back Chicago, in Chicago is my home, yeah. and I do a lot of traveling. But there's something about Chicago, no matter where I've been in the world, this is still my favorite city of all cities.
0: Do you get a lot of excitement? You do a lot of travel. You do a lot of international traveling. When you say you're from Chicago, people probably realize or recognize because of who you are from Chicago. Is there still that excitement, that elation of like Chicago? Like, does that bring out like an excitement in people?
1: There is. And it's really interesting because like right now, you know, we're in the midst of doing a lot of. Kind of big business deals with it, although we're still, we're still a little indie at heart, you know, <laughs> and we are an indie, oh, right, right. which is what I love about us. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've never sold out to a major or anything like that. And it's really kind of great because when I'm talking to these business people, you know, like some of them really like huge people like Patrick Moxie, president of all electronic music for Sony. He's like, yeah, Chicago House. I've got all these great things like Pitbull and and uh, David Guetta. But you know what music I listen to? Your music. And when I hear that. Yeah, that's what I really uh, that's what I live for. You know, that's what this all means to me, to know how many people we've really touched and how this music that came out of Chicago changed the world, changed pop music forever.
0: A lot of people don't seem to think that, like, there's this newer generation that's coming along, like you said, David Gu- David Guetta, and he's been sort of, I don't want to say it's not... I don't think it's him saying it, but sort of like the media and the the blogs and the headlines are suggesting that he's sort of bringing House back or he's had some hand in the development of House, and that's irking a lot of people, especially in Chicago. I'm curious of your take on that. Oh, yes,
1: it really irked a lot of people. In fact, how I got wind of it, because I hadn't seen uh the— Piece on ABC Nightline, but what happened was I get this call from one of our New York artists, Tyler Stone, and he's like, "Hey Rachel, did you sign David Guetta?" And like I'm like, <laughs> uh, not that I know of. Maybe somebody's doing some remixes, or maybe he's doing a tracks remix." And you know, right. and I'm, I'm beating my head trying to think, well, "What's this about David Guetta?" Next thing I know, I'm saying, "Where'd you hear this?" And he sends me this Tracks Records label, which somebody, you know, just doctored and, and put David Guetta's name on it. Wow. So I guess, you know, people were kind of rebelling and saying, hey, like, yeah, you know, David Guetta on Tracks, like, as if. And that's the thing. So, you know, I really don't mind this because I, I've known David Guetta not really well, but from quite back in the day, you know, in Miami many years ago, and I know that his his favorite uh, track song was "Love Can't Turn Around." Mm-hmm. So I know we've had a great influence on him. Right, and it's it's rather sad if some people think that you know he is the godfather of it. I don't. Well, hopefully they don't. I don't. Th- uh, yeah. The- yes. I think <laughs> Chicago has earned its place, and you know what? It, it's people like us, you, this show, mm-hmm. that have to let the world know. It started here. New York cannot claim it. You know, Paris cannot claim it. London cannot claim it. House is from Chicago. <laughs> <All> Definitively, <right. laughs> that's it.
0: That's it. Book close. Take us, take us to it. You were there. Well, you experienced it as, as a young artist yourself. I've read that it's a it's a combination of disco. It's a dis- a combination of a lot of different varieties of music genres. But how would you, in the most simplest form, describe house music to someone who's never heard it before?
1: House music is from the boom town of Chicago that goes boom, 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 <laughs> boom. You know, but no, it's just got a great beat. And the thing is, I I'm one of the people that doesn't really compare it a lot to disco because you know some of it is when I think of house I'm thinking about acid house I'm thinking about stuff like no way back I'm even thinking about you know move your body all these things All these sounds are very even different from, you know, one piece to the other. So when people ask me, well, is there even a difference between, you know, the way tracks sounded then and the way it sounds now, I'm always like all the music is really very individual. And I don't really know how to, like, differentiate what makes something house other than saying it's got this beat that no one can keep from moving their head bobbing their head moving right. their feet. I don't care if you can't dance, you will dance to house music.
0: Do you feel like a lot of people feel like like rock killed disco, but then like house came out of sort of that ash of disco and moved, uh, moved the moved the culture and the music forward into the 80s. Is that a is that a good comparison well, or analysis? you
1: know, I don't really think of rock exactly killing disco my whole take on disco is that disco became very overproduced it Mm. became so overproduced that it i think that a lot of people because i know i was a rocker in fact a punk rocker for that (laughs) matter you know from the space place in chicago and screaming rachel and remote and i still love punk and you know all these kind of acts, you know, Black Flag and X, etc. Right. So what what I think is that disco became so overproduced. And then there were, I remember when I play with my band, you know, and do gigs, people were like, well, why doesn't she wear a disco dress? And why doesn't she sing some disco song? And it was like, huh? I mean, so to me, house music is is in its own way anti-disco, just in the fact that we broke it all down. We broke music down to the bare bones of dance. Mm. And that's why I think, yes, it did rebuild the whole world of dance and maybe in some ways disco. But disco had to be deconstructed in my mind because... It was just too overproduced. You know, like, I don't know how many, like, layer upon layer upon layer (laughs) upon layer. And then we go into the bedroom and, you know, take a simple, you know, 303 and 808 and stuff like this or, you know, and and just break it down into a few simple parts, which even today, we never overproduce our music. Mm. And I think that's another big thing about it. It's just got this direct beat that goes straight to your heart and... It is not overproduced.
0: I mean, I think that's something that, like that, that Chicago and even to New York, in a sense, does really well, and why it makes music sound so much better because it sounds authentic and genuine, and it doesn't have that gloss. When you think of like Los Angeles or LA or anywhere that's sunny, right, that has like this glosses this perfection that it just it sounds like it's catered to someone. And even if you listen to any iconic house records, there is like this sort of just. I don't say griminess, but like it's just like it's from it's from the youth, so it's not like you said overproduced. So there's not like sort of that that skill level to take it to that level, but nor does it belong in that level either, right?
1: No, that's the secret of it all is is its simplicity. You right. Know? I'm sure that that is a big part of of how I'd have to describe mm. you know what it is that we do. It's simplicity and it's just very direct, and that's what I love about it. And I think that. Chicago was the perfect kind of you know, working class town, no industry here. So that's, that's why it's really great because yeah. you know what I mean? People made music because they loved music, not because they thought, I'm going to be on this chart, I'm going to be this big star. I mean, that wasn't how it all started out at all. It was it was really a thing that people did because they loved it. And also, it became like such a big movement with the, you know, young people and of the generation, because, you know, people could actually afford to create music. They didn't have to go into a $350-an-hour uh, studio as some people did in the 80s. I mean, I remember the super studios and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and not that I'm against them because, I, I, you know, a lot of them are great and they can make great-sounding things and you can even take, you know, simple house tracks and you can take them into a big studio and you can do certain things that, that are going to give the sound this special quality sure. or whatever. But, you know, ultimately it made the idea of becoming a musician accessible to many. Right. You know?
0: Do you kind of feel like the house music blueprint was sort of like adopted by hip-hop in a sense as well, like independently made, independently distributed, and then eventually it sort of takes off and grabs this wider
1: audience? Well, that's true. Although I think that the hip-hop people, they came before us. Sure. When I think of...
0: Not, um, not Not by much, though.
1: Not by very much. It's interesting because... I think that, you know, when I was looking up to people like Africa Bambada and Melly Mellon, then, you know, I got to meet people like DJ Jazzy J and Grand Wizard Theodore and so many, you know, Kaz and so many of these people and talk to them about their stories. And I guess with them, you know, they started out like in the parks, you know, in in New York. And that's kind of, you know, as we did with the house picnic, which used to have, 15 people and now has 50,000 so you know what can you say it's come a long way but yeah this whole idea of grassroots and simplicity Mm. I think that maybe both sides kind of of the hip-hop and house kind of got things from each other but then of course Bambada and I just decided one day what about putting rap on a house beat let's do some hip house
0: <laughs> there you go well we're going to talk about that some more let's hit a break uh, well, let's talk about one of your new records you just released this uh, at the end of November of last year I Am House a bit of a comeback record I wouldn't say comeback but a newer record after a couple years
1: yeah it's it's newer and, the, I, and I did it with Joe Smooth who you know many know for Promised Land which is still an iconic house cut mm-hmm. and Joe and I just decided, hey, let's tell our story. Let's tell people about what the house life really is. Sure. And especially because of all the things that were happening, you know, like Kanye West sampling All right, us. Well,
0: we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, dump, the... David
1: Guetta, all that. So I <laughs> needed to make a statement, okay? got it. Got I it. am house. And that's the statement that I decided to make, so... Joe came up with the fresh, fresh beat. I came up with the lyrics and there you go. We had some super duper remixers make mixes on the package and now you can you can hear all the mixes and everything everywhere and I'm very proud of it.
0: All right fantastic. We're gonna get into I am House from our guest screaming Rachel Kane here on Radio One Chicago. stick around a lot more coming at you
1: Where am I? I'm House Where am I? The house who the Who am house. I? I am house music. What am I? I'm house where am I? The house the
0: who house. am I? The I, am house. House. I am house music. What am I? I'm house where am I? The house. Who am
1: I? I am house music. What am, am I? I'm house. The house. I am house music. House music, baby. Rock the house and stop.
0: In New York, and Paris, and London, and Milan. In Ibiza, no matter
1: where. No. What am I? I'm house. Where housed. am I? The house. The house. am I? The house. I am. Club TV have the house bar. Keep down inside. traveling down the runway in the line. I got stuff.
0: Hey, welcome back to Radio One Chicago. That was from our in studio guest, uh, Ray, uh, screaming Rachel Kane, uh, her new single "I Am How." She's joining us with uh, with us. How's it feel to be back, like to put music back out?
1: Well, you know, I've been putting it out all along. I've never stopped. I know you
0: haven't stopped, but I mean, it just kind of yeah. felt like a new release. Though, but to it's
1: always great to have a new release. The thing yeah. is, I always keep morphing and changing and going on and working with people from around the world. I love it, but it, but it was kind of great. To just like I am today, back in my roots here in Chicago, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be back in my roots with Joe Smooth. I mean, a guy that you know we all started out together. It's sure. kind of a really cool thing. Is
0: his excitement for continuing to push house forward? Is it the same as yours? Like that energy?
1: You know, it's pretty amazing. A lot of the things that I talked about in that song, yeah, all came to be. That's another thing. Mm. Even the part about like the designers, because recently this big design house out of. Paris called Maison Kitsune okay. um, which was started by uh, one of the managers of Daft Punk. Anyway they even have their own music but what do they, they decide to do? Is use tracks as the muse for their acid collection. Mm. And then right after that what do they decide to do but contact me about Joe Smooth and now do a new co- a collection based on Promised Land. So it's sort of like okay we're the hippest thing going with all the fashionistas. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you can't help but be excited about all the things that are going on.
0: Right. So you're the president of Tracks Records now, but yes. you started off as an artist. Take me back to the beginning. Uh, there's a great story of uh, the when you met um, Fred, Frankie Knuckles that he was spinning your record at the warehouse, and then that's how you guys developed your relationship. Uh, but what was that like, the, the, the warehouse? So you hear a lot about it. What was that vibe like that those early days of hearing House in such a, a space like that?
1: Well, it was really interesting because I had just done a punk concert right, <laughs> at the space place. And that was a couple of blocks from Frankie Knuckles Warehouse. Yeah. And this kid came up to me, because I had actually recorded Fantasy with Jesse Saunders and Vince Lawrence, so it was like my first house record. But I wasn't really too wild about it, because I didn't even understand what I had done. Now I love the record, right, because right. I genuinely see where it's coming from and sure. didn't really get it. But at the time, you know, didn't really get it. And I and we had been raided that night. It was like a, this crazy right, warehouse break, right, right? right? And this kid came up to me and said... Frankie Knuckles is mixing your record down at the warehouse. I never heard a word like mixing. I didn't know what that was. So I decided.
0: You just knew someone was playing the record. Well,
1: but the term mixing, it just kind of intrigued me. And I thought, "Mm, I want to go see what this is about. Yeah. And after that raid, I went to the warehouse. And when I walked in those doors, I was just. Blown over because it had all the energy and the rawness and the awesomeness of punk, but it was something new and special that just made me just it changed me.
0: Yeah. Well, how what was that relationship? With, did, how how strong was that relationship you guys, with you and Frankie? Did you guys develop that?
1: I mean, we did we did music together, yeah. and you know, and and through the years, I mean, you know, then we both we both went back to New York. I lived in New York for a number of years at the same time Frankie did. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of, you know, we were doing a lot of large parties there and things like that. So through the years, it was really interesting to see. And, And at one point, you could see that our influence, Frankie's influence for what he was doing and my influence of what I did was pretty much taking over Manhattan, you know? House music really came and kind of conquered New York, and then the New Yorkers started saying, hey, screw these people. We're going to make our own house music.
0: (laughs) So they tried to push you guys out.
1: Yeah, they tried, but you know what? If you talk to all these people like Little Louie Vega and, you know, any of the the really Kenny Dope or Mm -hmm. or, uh, Todd Terry, any of those people, which I'd love, and they're all friends with me, and I love New York too, they will say that you know they got all of this from Chicago house yeah cuz they did and that's the thing i mean i remember when i w- i was bringing suitcases of like vinyl records to people like louis Vega. i brought him you know when i when i did this uh this song fun with bad boys i remember it was louis's birthday and you know jelly bean benitas and all these people were there and sure. it was like wow and i gave him this record and he put it on you know it's moments like that but we really influenced culture, not only in America, but in the world yeah. with, with the Chicago Sound of House. Right.
0: Well, was, uh, was, was you and Frankie, was it sort of like a friendly competition you guys recognize? You know, like, I'm pretty sure you saw what he was doing. He was seeing what you were doing. I how, think would, how would there, you view there, that?
1: There was maybe a little of that, but not really because, you know, we we are different in our own ways. And, you mm-hmm. know, of course, I really went on. To be very interested in, in uh, not only you know producing and singing and writing, but also making sure that the entire world would be turned on to House. And, right. And if it wasn't for meeting Sylvia Robinson at Sugar Hill, there I don't go. think I'd have gone that path.
0: Well, let, let's talk about that. Like, how how was uh, she's uh, the the founder of Sugar Hill Records, which obviously everyone knows. Grandmaster Flash, Figures Five. I mean, there's there's like endless stream of iconic artists who came under that label. Uh what how how did you guys bump into each other and what kind of jewels or like influence did you have on you?
1: Well, it was really interesting because I was doing a lot of big parties in New York, you know. I was I was downtown at the limelight, I was uptown at tattoo, you know. I was just everywhere. And uh, the fact
0: that you survived is amazing, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, oh, that whole club kid though. Yeah, if you look at Party Monster,
1: that was kind of my life. But I've uh,
0: I, I seen some of those clips of oh, 80s New goodness. York, and it looks rough. Uh, it,
1: it was insane. It was insane. But, uh you know, I actually, at one point, there was this whole thing about the Prince Teddy. And anyway, through this whole thing with Prince Teddy, which is another story, we could talk about because I landed on the cover of New York Magazine and many things with that. But through his knowing Sylvia Robinson and through the fact that she had heard about me, she was really interested in me and said, I would like you to come work at Sugar Hill. Mm. And so having the opportunity to go there, unfortunately, it was right before she sold the label. And so I got to know everyone there. And I was... So sad, because I saw that rap was going to change. I saw that all these people, like Melly Mel and you know some of the other talent there, would never really have their day because you know Sylvia sold a little bit too soon, and Russell Simmons came marching in, and he just kind of yep. I mean not that he didn't have great talent, and I know Russell as well, you know but Uh, Sylvia Robinson just got out before she could really you know, make a great effect on the world and I think the story of hip hop never really got told exactly the way I would have told it and that was another thing about meeting Sylvia Robinson. It was deciding, I don't want that to happen to house music. I want all the original pioneers to be recognized for who they are, what they are, what they did and even though we don't it's not really even about being a pioneer, but it's, it's about still moving the music forward. But you know what? To build a strong house, you need a strong foundation. Right. And, and I see what's going on now in hip-hop, and I'm happy about that because now they have their own museum, etc. Do you realize that we don't have a house exhibit anywhere? Not at all. We don't. And the Smithsonian has hip-hop. They have an exhibit for that, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They have an exhibit for hip-hop. And nowhere do we have a house music exhibit. I am talking to the chicago history museum
0: that's the move to make
1: yes, and i I really uh, believe we 've got to make sure that this happens I'm definitely talking to them about you know donating my tracks archives, but we have to get this going. We have to preserve this history yeah. we have to tell this story, and we have to we have to show the world that It started here in Chicago, but we've brought it to the world. We've made it international. We have so much to tell, you know, and we have to make sure that that is all protected historically as well.
0: The Chicago History Museum, they did a fantastic job with the Chicago blues. I know. I don't know if you've seen it. It's amazing.
1: I've gone three times. Really? I've I've been through it a couple times, yeah. Yeah, the blues amplified. It's truly amazing.
0: So imagine a house dedication as well would probably— being super amazing
1: and we are talking about that yeah. and i've Definitely plan on it being spectacular. Well, let's
0: get David Geddes to write a check.
1: Yes, you know what? All <laughs> uh, these. Royalty
0: are... checks. We need that.
1: We do, we do. <laughs> but you know what? The city needs to support its own. Absolutely... And it needs to claim its own. Chicago
0: doesn't do a really good job of supporting itself. Sometimes.
1: No, it doesn't. And it needs to do a lot more of that. Because why do people like me, Joe Smooth, Marshall Jefferson, uh, all the people, why do we have to go overseas to really get the great gigs, DJing? Mm-hmm and performing when we should be doing them here why do we have all these screaming fans in other places but people here don't really know or appreciate but i think you know i think they're going to
0: eventually i
1: still have faith that this town is gonna kick some butts
0: oh i believe so too we uh we're gonna run over a little bit, Alex, so we'll keep the conversation going. We're talking with Screaming Rachel Kane, the president of Chicago's own tracks records here on Radio One Chicago on 887 FM WLUW. We're gonna we're gonna go into overtime a little bit. Uh you're listening to 887 FM WLUW Chicago Sound the Lines broadcasted from the campus of Loyola University. Uh you were hinting at that you uh, tracks records got into sort of inadvertently, no fault of your own. And the, and the Kanye West uh, controversy, which is always going to draw a lot of attention. Talk a little bit about how you guys fell into this.
1: Oh, it's amazing. you know, <laughs> I, I You're was like, I
0: mean, publicity is good publicity.
1: It's amazingly <laughs> crazy, though, because what happened is I I was uh, watching TV and I see Kanye and he's doing this crazy like song. It was his the skippity scoop yep, yep, song, yep, right? Yep, 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 yep. And I'm thinking that was really weird. So then I get into my Uber, go into the airport. I'm gonna do my I was doing my monthly residency at the Ace Hotel in LA. And I got a phone call from Vince Lawrence, another, you know, house person that I started with back in the day. Right. And he's like, There's an artist, his name starts with K, his wife's name starts with K, and he wants to use some of your music. And I'm going, Okay, Kanye, what's this all about? And he says, Oh yeah, and I got his manager on the phone and he wants to talk to you. So we're talking, and, you know, Kanye wants to use something. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, What song does he want to use? He wants to use a song called Boom Boom. And I say, well, okay, I have two songs named Boom Boom, so I have to figure out which one. And he said, that's easy. Just go to (laughs) KanyeWest.com. So he had already released this thing unauthorized, violating all copyright copyright infringement laws. Infringements of everything. And then on top of it, then the next thing I hear is that, oh, and the reason why I think he, he hurried to release this, even though everybody says, well, what a crazy thing. But you know what? Everybody says the beat is fire and the beat is tracks. But in the meantime, I think he hurried to release this cuz he had promised Drake that they would work on this beat together. They would mm. do something together. And then, you know, that so they had a big beef. It made it to Rolling Stone magazine and everywhere. Everybody talking about this this controversy. And it all started with this track's beat, which is, you know, the beat is fire. What Kanye did with it, I have <laughs> my real doubts. But hey, you know, uh, some people say it's genius. Some people say he's crazy. Rolling Stone said, hey, it's like bebop jazz or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to make it into something great. But all I care about is its tracks. The beat is fire. And it's really... I think a sign of what's to come that I really believe a lot of these hip hop people are going to be you know people like Drake and and others are going to be using They're going to start looking music. into the history of oh, tracks and oh, finding yeah.
0: inspiration behind it. Exactly. But the-
1: and he picked something very underground, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so that's real cool.
0: The question is, did the good music check clear?
1: You did. <laughs> it did. And as a matter of fact, what's really funny is, you know how Kanye's like, I'm totally independent, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, the, the whole thing, the deal was made with Def Jam. Right. So at the end of the day, whatever. You know, he acts like, I don't have a manager. I'm totally independent. I'm this and that. Well, I don't think so.
0: All right. Sounds good. Um, so what's coming up for 2019? What do you have planned? Is, is, uh, I Am House, is that the single to an album?
1: What, it's what? a single to an album that's nice. up and coming. I've been working with the group Space, which was the inspiration of Daft Punk. Mm. So they mm. very, are very exciting. I love working with them. And we've got a vocal version for the first time of their monster hit called Magic Fly, which you can hear magic fly and i think you know everyone still loves it and, and and those guys were wearing space helmets long before daft punk even thought about it which is interesting too mm. but they're great and daft punk would not deny that you know they've been a big influence as as daft punk loves tracks i've met those guys and you know they would not deny that either right, right. so we're looking at the tracks tour i'm looking at my new album and we're about to celebrate the 35th anniversary Yeah. So Yeah. Well make sure
0: we get the invite to the party. That's all Yeah.
1: We are gonna take that worldwide, but of course we want to celebrate it right here in Chicago and hopefully, you know, we're gonna celebrate it with you guys.
0: I I wanna be there. I need to be there. And we want you. Alex and I need to be there. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> well, WLUW, you guys are really great Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I need to be there 7, you will be there <laughs> Gabe will The throw home a of House, fit. Chicago, will, yeah. right here Gabe will throw a fit He will throw a fit there, You could wear your uh, white suit
0: My white suits?
1: <laughs> yeah, remember you were talking about a uh, New Year's white suit?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, I want to dress up for a really fancy thing I might have There the, you I, go I, I, That might be the moment to do it yeah, All right, That cool. would be the moment All right, Cool when, when, uh, when do you think the album's going to come out?
1: Well, the uh, the a- anniversary itself is in August. Oh, we got time. So like. we're going to be gearing up all year with special things. You know, I'm with all this kind of uh, coll- collabs. You know, I've got a collab coming with Melly Mel. I mean, we we've actually Terrence Trent Darby has done something. Mm. You know, mm. with mm. one of our mm. uh, mixers, uh, Sasha Barbeau. Yeah, 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 and so. Besides that and and you know my new stuff, like I said with space and other people that i 'm working with on this album i 've got to say we 've got a guy out in Italy, Carmelo Carone who 's amazing. I don't know if you follow things like Beatport, but all the DJs that, that you know go out and play like clubs and they're into it, the okay. scene. Beatport is where the, the DJs buy their music and we're always featured with all of our new music over and over. That's again amazing on the front page of Beatport. So if you really like look at house music and you really want to know, like, okay, what's new in the world of house? Beatport's a great place to look for that sort of thing because they really specialize in it. Right. Yeah, and we've got some things coming up. We're going to be in conference France at the International Music Festival. We're celebrating there. We're going to be at the Amsterdam Dance Music Event. We're going to be in Ibiza. So we've got, like... You've- All these things, you guys are working at 2019. That's what it sounds like. We are. This is going to (laughs) be our year, and actually, you know what? We're gearing up to be even bigger, bigger for 2020.
0: There you go.
1: We got that 2020 vision.
0: Uh oh, Rachel, for 2020?
1: Yes. Uh oh, you got my vote. All right, (laughs) and you got mine too.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, screaming Rachel Kane, thank you so much for coming. In. It has been an abso- absolute pleasure to talk with you.
1: It's been great talking with you. Do you me.
0: want to close out with uh, you used to hold me?
1: Let's do it.
0: Well, tell people where they could find you guys. And uh, I'll, I'll, obviously, you guys have a million things scheduled for this year. Yes, How and I'm stamp- actually
1: doing a show for Meals on Wheels. It's a benefit in Dope. New York on February 10th. You can see us everywhere, especially on our website, which is Tracks T R A X Records with an S dot net. It's not not dot com, but tracksrecords.net. dot net. And that's where you can really keep up on what's going on with us. Cool. But you know, we have an Instagram and a Facebook and everything else. So we're everywhere. And Spotify, you can listen to all of our tracks. We're pretty much everywhere. If it's digital, we're there. And you can still even get tracks vinyl. So are you guess, know, I are
0: you guys still moving vinyl?
1: We've got it covered. We really all do. All right,
0: there you go. We got a lot of vinyl heads here at the station, so.
1: Well, you know, we just had a bunch of uh, of forty uh, fives come out, you know, on, <sighs> with the track stuff. So it's interesting. It's cool. Nice. We've got some other new vinyl that's going to be coming out in a few weeks, and you know. Uh, Right. And you can always get get our stuff everywhere.
0: All right. Well, we need you back when the album drops. So. You
1: will have me back, and in the meantime, we are working on a documentary. I was about I was gonna I was, and, I was gonna
0: talk to y'all fair about that, but yeah, go ahead. That, that I mean that that definitely seems to be in line. Yes, for thirty five years, we yes, definitely that. Yes. We're need working doc- on a
1: documentary, and I have lots of great footage of all the originators. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, people like Frankie and Marshall and Adonis and everybody that you can think of, and a lot of it's from back then. And so, even though the BBC is Come and probably interviewed all of us about four times this year, you know. Having the real stuff is—that's the treasure, and we've got the real stuff. And also, you know what? If you love tracks, records, we've got three movies out there.
0: I know, yeah, yeah. We didn't get a chance to get that. Go quickly, plug away. Yeah, yeah go for yeah.
1: The vamp, vamp. Bikers Trilogy. And you can see it all on Amazon right now. You can stream all three movies. And we've even got people like Melly Mel in the movies. And you know, it's really pretty cool. we got uh, Apache from The Warriors. We've got Leo Broncano from Bronx Tale. We've got Angel Salazar from Scarface. It is a wild trilogy of three excellent movies. And you can see what happens when I become a vampire all
0: right that's cool i got prime uh alex got prime too so well, we got we got out the we're gonna have to watch that yeah and, you and can see all three movies you, can, you, you
1: can have a, a movie time that's what
0: all i right. do <laughs> all right rachel thank you so much once again uh we'll be back more here on 88 7 fm the kid roy's due up at 7 30 so stick around for that peace
1: love house yes